Welcome to The Cure Podcast, Season 2, Cultivating Conversations on Health, uh, Well-Being, Mind, Body and Spirit. And and Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, on. Did you enjoy your summer break? I did. I did. I enjoyed my summer break. I had a lovely break. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There wasn't much difference. Uh, busy at home. Busy. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Jade Love Island every night at nine o'clock. I didn't watch any TV myself. I was mainly uh, um, yes. I was mainly working on improving myself over the summer. So, <laughs> were you? Were you improving yourself every night at nine o'clock on TV three? <laughs> well, who do you who do you think should have won? Were you happy with Million Lean? Uh, Dinny, I'm a I'm a healthcare professional. We don't we don't dabble in that kind of lowbrow entertainment. I'd say you were disappointed the cast didn't win. I am. Um, I saw a bit of theatre, read a few, read a few books, you know, improved myself, mm. as I said, did a lot of, um, did a lot of uh, work on the garden and all of that. So there wasn't really time for this love island that you speak of. Which is, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I believe you. Um, Nine Perfect Strangers is a lot better than The White Lotus. <laughs> so there's, uh, you give me this recommendation because you've been binging on television all summer. <laughs> So, um, do you want to, do you want to start there or are you just going the to white, completely, the, the white Lotus? Like, are you, an amazing yeah, you're just completely, <laughs> are you just going to completely ignore that you watch Love Island and that you're a massive fan of Kaz, was it? Are we just going to argue now? Is this, is this season two? Is this the pattern for season two? We're just going to argue with no, each other. I, 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 I just want you to be, I just, I, yeah, listen, if you were working on yourself, you'd be comfortable to let the people know that you were a super fan of Love Island. <laughs> you bought the water bottle with your name on it. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> No, I, I, a few influencers in the making there, a few social media influencers in the making, I'd say there. Mm. So what news have you got, Dilly? Tell us, have you any news to share? Uh, I have no, I don't have much news, no. We had a lovely summer. I was really looking forward to getting back to doing doing our podcast, to be honest with you. I, I did really miss it. Maybe for about 10 days after our last show, um, just start to get the kind of urge to get back on the microphone and uh, I think we learned a lot in season one uh, I received a lot of lovely messages actually um, for our last show in season one as well from some of our guests and from a lot of our listeners as well which is brilliant um, and we're still getting our weekly emails as well from our platform saying that a lot of episodes are still being listened to yep. over the summer which is great so it kind of give us um, a little kick a little urgency to get back uh in the saddle, <laughs> is that okay to say? I think so. And we've done a yeah. we've done a bit of um, kind of reflecting and talking, haven't we, about uh, what kind of topics we'd like to cover in uh, this season? And, and there's definitely a few a few good topics out there. Um, there's so much that we haven't covered yet, or there's so some areas that we've covered that we'd like to go into in in, in a bit more detail. Um, but one of the things we spoke about maybe covering is is parenting because that's the challenge that we both face. On a on a day to day basis, yeah, yeah. And seeing as I see you as a dad figure in my life, that's <laughs> very different. <laughs> it must be quite difficult for you to manage me at times as a, yeah. a younger maybe partner. I'll get some tips. <laughs> maybe I'll get some tips on on the unruly teenager in your life. Yeah, yeah. The hormonal <laughs> co-host on the podcast with you. Um, yeah, definitely. Parenting is is on the list. Um, I suppose the great debate that 
I won last season about um, greeting has been settled. So for this season, I'm not sure that's uh, been settled. Uh, you know what I agreed to do at the end of last season was to try creatine uh, and to incorporate it. Now, yeah, I've been doing that. I have to say, I've been doing that. I've been taking creatine um, before and after my training sessions, and um, you you look a lot more manly and strong <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I'm still dead, lying on the ground, dead at the end of the training <laughs> session. So, but I'm getting to the end, so that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, what else, parents? And what else? What else did we say we we're going to talk so about? So you, you have a some... debate lined up for this season, then, have you? you, you... I, I have a debate lined up for tonight. Yeah. Actually, okay. yeah, getting straight to it. Um, so I, it's about multivitamins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have a great guy coming on the show tonight. He started his own company. Uh, he works for the bank. He's an English fellow by the name of. Uh, Josh Jackson, and he started his own company called Hackamount. And I came across him originally online, um, and his multivitamin is called the Daily Driver. And there are certain times in the year where I take a multivitamin just, you know, when you go from maybe summer into winter, you go from what where you're accustomed to nice warm weather and you've been outside, you get loads of vitamin D to maybe in the winter when it's darker and you're not. Um, and then I suppose another time of year where it's always busy is around January, February time when we go back training mm-hmm. and it's quite heavy, heavy training and it's after Christmas and, um, you know, you're not, you're not maybe at your fittest and it's hard to, to your managing work and the lads at home and bits and pieces. So I like to take a multivitamin for that. But, um, what struck me about Hackamount and about Josh is, their multivitamin has very few ingredients in it. So it's always interesting when a company pushed that narrative out. Um, and look, we'd all be well used to looking at the back of maybe Pharmaton or, you know, Baraka, for instance, comes into mind, which I don't think is great, but loads of stuff in it, loads of chemicals, loads of filler, um, and possibly not as simple as it could be. So um, the fact, I suppose, Hackamount. I noticed we're, we're pushing a very simple message about maybe, I think it's about eight or nine or 10 ingredients is all they have in, in it, mm. which is very low for multivitamins. You, you probably know that, you know, that's, that's very low. Well, I suppose the big question for me is whether a multivitamin is needed at all, you know, and um, mm. I, I think that the debate has been answered because we put out a poll uh, earlier on in anticipation of tonight's show. We asked our listeners, uh, if you have a balanced diet, should you take vitamins or supplements? Uh, 35% said yes. And 65% said no. So I think we've got our answer there, Dinny. No, no, we didn't because you, 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 I told you to do a couple of polls. <laughs> and the next most obvious question is, do you have a balanced diet? <laughs> um, I guess so, yeah. Mm. <laughs> now, the caveat. And that for me is the thing. That for me is the thing. It's, it's, uh, we, I like to think I have a balanced diet, but there's always days where, you know, you're getting into the car and you have to go somewhere or do something or pick up the lads. Um, and you don't get a chance probably to eat. Uh, a balanced meal, a substantial meal, and then maybe you get home late in the evening and maybe you reach for something maybe that's not great either because it's quick and it's easy to make. Um, and that's not all the time, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that we, we don't have bad diets all the time, but the question for me is, is it balanced, a balanced diet there all the time? And it's not. So when it's not, I like to have it in the back of my mind that look, at least I'm getting my vitamin D or I'm getting a bit of calcium here somewhere because you know, we <laughs> like oatmeal flat whites. So 
we're not getting any calcium from our flat whites, can we? <laughs> well, I think you, you know, you hit the nail on the head there, Diddy. You know, the, the ideal that we should all aim for is to get our nutrients from diet and, you know, to eat. I think we learned that in season one, didn't we? You know, uh, unprocessed food, really balanced diet, uh, the, the, the rainbow plate, all that kind of stuff, you know, is, is very important. Um, the one that you mentioned there is vitamin D, obviously, is the sunshine vitamin. So we, we get that from sunshine. And that's the one that I would would uh, ask a lot of my patients to take because there's um, mm. some evidence to indicate that low levels of vitamin D are associated with worse outcomes for certain diseases. And we just don't get enough vitamin D in Ireland. Uh, you can't store it in your body. So if you have two weeks of great sunshine, fantastic, your vitamin D levels will go up to normal, but they'll plummet again once we get back to once normal service has been resumed. Mm. So vitamin D is one that I would ask people to take, although I'm, I have to say I don't take it myself. Um, mm. But uh, the other ones, yeah, if if you can get them from diet, all the better. I'm still interested in yeah. talking to Josh because he, you know, he uh, I'm really interested in hearing his story about setting up a company at a young age and and doing it in the midst of a, of a covid pandemic. Sorry, folks, for mentioning that. Uh, and uh, Ep- epidemic, it was downgraded. Wasn't it? <laughs> all the all the challenges and uh, and uh, learnings that he's encountered along the way. So, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking him on, Denny, and I think it's going to be good. Yeah, right. Will we get Josh on, Connor? Is there anything else you want to cover off now that we're back? We're back, everyone. We're back. We're back. <laughs> and now we're gone. Josh, are you there? I'm back from a man in Brussels. He was six foot four and full of muscle. I said, do you speak of my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. So, Josh, you're, you're in the middle of lockdown. You're working from home. What are the steps that then lead you to set up your company, set up a supplement company? How how did that come into being? Yeah. So Hackerman is the first company I've ever started, right? So I really started from ground zero. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I'd, you know, like sales, like, how do I start a company? You know, you, you really think there are a lot of barriers in front of you. Um, so I remember I, uh, I had a, so my protein is a really big supplement brand out here in the UK and I had their multivitamin, um, on my front desk and I hadn't opened it yet. I ordered it, but not used it. And I was just looking through the ingredients and I, um, I was just like amazed how many ingredients were in this multivitamin and yeah, over half of them I'd never even heard of. Started doing the research and they really didn't have a lot of scientific backing behind them. There's a lot of, oh, I could do this or it could do that and, and not really that many robust studies. Um, so I really just said about, okay, what vitamins helped me achieve my purpose at the time, which, you know, it was the running thing, right? Um, I, I wanted to run a, a really fast 5k. I wanted to understand what vitamins helped me get there. Um, because I hold my hand up. My diet is, is pretty good, but not every day. And I wanted that safety blanket. So started doing the research, um, lots of medical journals, research papers. And the first step was just, okay, what vitamins do I need? You know, what do I need in a product that I can take daily to help me get there? Um, once I figured that out, I, I just Googled, um, supplement manufacturers. Um, and I, I literally just called every single one on the first three pages of Google. Right. Um, and actually those calls taught me so much because you're talking to the people in the industry, the experts. And even if it's not, you know, it's not a successful call, you'll learn so much on that call. So for the next call, 
Oh yeah. So I know minimum order quantities are a thing, right? Yeah. I can't just order 50 bottles of these things. Um, and so that's how I go about it. And, and really you just have to talk to people. Um, I don't think the barriers are as big as people think, you know, a website, there's so many platforms, you get ready made websites, the legal side of things are actually not too difficult. Um, you register with your council for supplements, um, and a couple of other things, but again, not too difficult. Um, and, and then you just get the products and see what happens, right? Um, and everything that you do on the way is a learning curve. Um, you know, I remember launching um, the Daily Driver on, on day one. I thought it was the best product in the world. Um, you know, actually, there's loads of things that we could do to improve it, whether that's the delivery, the packaging that it comes in, the email service that we offer customers after. Um, but I'm, I'm completely open. Like, it's a learning journey, right? Yeah, um, I was actually going to say to you, are you a year old? Is Hack Amount a year old this week or next week? Yeah, so I think it's the 15th. Um, 15th. I think it's the 15th of September. We'll, yeah, we've done a year, um, which is, yeah, it feels like three months, but yeah, life goes yeah, fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was looking back on your, um, on the Hack Amount Insta page and I saw that you had, a, had had your stories up. It was 50 weeks ago and 51 weeks ago from when you started. Mm. Um, would you mind just talk, because <laughs> I found it like, I don't know where you're being sarcastic, but I, I found it very funny at the time when you were describing the first day you showed the printer and then you were, you were showing your excitement that the order is coming in. But the story about the post office, uh, it, I just kind of found it quite funny because you asked your man the time and I, you, you passed his comment. You know, I, I thought maybe he might have given me an approximate time, but it was somewhere between five and five thirty. So would you mind just telling us at day one when, when daily drivers start orders coming in and you're busy and what happened with the post office? Yeah, sure. So I need to remember the story myself. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. But basically what happened was, and I'm just saying, I'm really a stickler for time. So I'm never late to things. And uh, on the first day, I wanted to make sure we launched on a Saturday. I wanted everyone to get their, their order on a, a Monday or a Tuesday latest, right? I wanted a great first experience. Um, so we launched and I was packaging everything myself uh, at the time. So it was all in my bedroom, had my printer, pack it up, stick the label on, put it, you know, stack it up. And then at the end of the day, I'll take it to the post office. So I remember calling the post office and they live like, you know, three or four minutes walk from me. And I called them on the day. I said, what, what time do you guys close? And, um, I think he said half five or five o'clock to me. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll go at like quarter to five. So I've got a maximum amount of time for people to purchase the product. And then I'll, I'll ship everything Saturday at five o'clock and it will get there Monday, Tuesday. I remember I, I um, had all the boxes in this big sort of like duffel bag and like wheelie bag. And I um, I took it down at like quarter to five. Um, oh, it might have been a bit later. And it, it was shut. <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is this is brilliant. Um, and it, it shut like two hours before. so like three or four o'clock, right? It wasn't even close to what he said. And I, I remember just like my heart sank. I was like... <laughs> Again, I, I didn't realize what you're supposed to say, but I was telling everyone on story like you're going to get it Monday or Tuesday. Like I'm going to go to the post office in a minute. It's going to be great. And I'm so I got there and it was shut. Um, and so I went back home and I sort of just sat down. I was like, I'm really sorry guys. I remember going on story and I'm, I'm not, I wasn't very comfortable on camera. I'd never, yeah, who's launched a business for the first time. Um, so I remember speaking to everyone. I was like, I'm so sorry guys. I'll have to wait till Monday. Cause obviously it shut Sunday. It was very emotional. You were, you were like, you were devastated. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that day really took it out of me because like yeah you only launch a first company for the first time once right um and the the highs of seeing your orders come in um uh, you know, from people who i hadn't spoke to in like 10 to 15 years um it was really uh sort of yeah a real buzz but then obviously it came crashing down 
And, um, yeah, I remember my girlfriend texted me after she, she saw those stories. Uh, and she texted me and she Googled all the post offices in like the Southwest London area. Um, and she found like one was open at half uh, until like half five or six o'clock. So I got in a Uber straight there with my big duffel bag and lo and behold, it was open and like had five, 10 minutes till closure. So I got them all away in time and yeah, it worked out. But like it, when people say a startup is a roller coaster, like the first day in, I was on the roller coaster. Yeah. That is such a great story. And it shows uh, such commitment to uh, getting things right from the start. Um, can I ask you, uh, do, is, what's your background? Is your background in, in science or, or medicine? Uh, what led you to? to yeah, this so, no, I'm caveat, I'm definitely not a medical professional. Um, I do follow the research, but, I, you know, I think I'm definitely not a medical professional in that regard. My background is more uh, experiences. So I've, I've been in sort of a sports background really since a child. So five to 15, I was playing football every week. Um, and then I sort of transitioned into like cricket had county cricket trials. And then as I got sort of to university, I, I did, had a boxing fight. I've done a powerlifting competition. So went more from football and cricket into weights and, and boxing, um, as I got older, but throughout pretty much all of those from 16 plus, I was taking supplements uh, on and off. Um, so whether that's protein powders, you know, yeah, multivitamins, post-workout shakes or whatever, just different types of proteins. Um, and so I, I sort of learned what my body liked and, and supplements that I tried that hadn't that worked or were really just a marketing spin. Um, and that's what led me to have sort of my opinion when I got that my protein multivitamin. I looked at it and I was like, what is this? You know, um, yeah, not bad mouthing my protein. I have some great products, but um, this was. No, no, go for it, go for it. I, I yeah. was bad mouthing Herb, uh, what you call them, Herbalife last <laughs> season. So go for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, not as bad as Herbalife. But, um, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's sort of how I had the opinion on it. And then really, I, I listened to the research when I made the products, right? Because I appreciate their way smarter people out here than me um, in these areas who really um, have spent lives researching vitamins. So I wanted to harness their research to, to provide, you know, none of the ingredients that we use are like groundbreaking um, in sense. They've all been used before and people understand what they are. And that's why it works because it's, they are really well-researched well vitamins. But what I wanted to do is just create a core product then without all the artificials, you know, without the stuff that provides no benefit really for from a health and performance standpoint um, to get that, you know, really concrete, really well-researched product um, that does what it says on the tin. So you're kind of going for a less is more approach. It's, you're taking things out rather than... Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the yeah, problem absolutely. in the multivitamin industry is, you know, in the, first of all, if, if it's a tablet, then it, you know, to make it a tablet, you have to put a lot of rubbish in there. So I didn't want to do that. But then in the capsule space, um, obviously capsules have a limited capacity. And, and I didn't want to take you know, five, six capsules a day. It's too extreme. Um, so where other multivitamin brands were putting 30, 40 vitamins into their product and that took up all their capsule space? Well, actually, 20 or 30 of those vitamins probably aren't going to do you much good. And, and to be fair, you're probably getting them in a, in a in, in a normal diet or in, you know fairly average diet so i just removed them all um so i remember i researched like 45 vitamins that are in all the yeah, all the multivitamins use the same ingredients formula basically um so i researched all of those and then there's only about eight to ten that i actually thought were any good but the benefit of removing those other 30 was i had a little capsule space to play with so uh, you know the calcium and magnesium especially in our product is way more than you would get in, in many other multivitamins because they're quite dense 
um, and by nature. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a less is more, but then you actually get the more because you get higher doses. You do need a degree like cons to read the back of a, of a multivitamin pack because, uh, as you were pointing out, like there's an awful lot of stuff, just there's, you know, there's, uh, molecules there. You couldn't even pronounce them like, you know what I mean? So, um, what did you feel then were the important, uh, vitamins to put in to the daily driver? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, loosely speaking, I mean, if I can't pronounce it, it's probably not that important. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and really that's how it works out that the household vitamins are the one that really provide the most bang for your buck. So, your irons, your magnesiums, your calciums, um, and they have a, a ton of research, whether it's bone health, muscle function, you know, your blood flow, you know, heart health, you know, these are your core vitamins and, and yes, you can get them in foods. And I, I prefer if you get them from foods, but the reality is that, that most people don't. Now we need to clarify something here, uh, because, um, uh, I know that, that Dinny says you're you're quite a young company, but you also look like quite a young person as well. So, uh, if if you're fifty, then the argument is over, and we know that vitamins work. <laughs> so, what yeah, age I'm, are I'm you? I'm twenty six, nearly yeah, twenty seven. So, yeah, still fairly fairly young and naive, but um, yeah, been in, been taking supplements for like ten years now, I guess. But pretty much the same generation as us. Mm, yeah, how old are you guys? Early, oh, yeah. same, same generation, yeah, yeah. Twenties <laughs> at heart, yeah. You, you, I'm a decade or more younger than God. <laughs> we have very different tastes in music too, so it kind of tells the audience, you know, Con is into very much 18th century uh, French artisan oh, stuff. Really? Yeah, that's like yeah, that's different century. Taste. No, I'm, no, sorry, I'm, sorry, that's the movies I'm, you like, Con. It's all the French subtitles. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, no, look, I, I. Um, I suppose the reason I reached out to you, Josh, um, yeah, and I just want to say here as well, like I, I'm taking the daily driver, but like before any of this came into my mind to have you on the podcast, I originally saw it somewhere online. It came up on my Instagram on back in January, I'd say. And, and January is a time, you know, when weather is bad, you're, you're getting over Christmas, you've probably indulged and, you know, particularly in Ireland, then most of the time when outside of COVID, you're, you're back doing some sort of hard train uh, and you can get run down. And as you know, you can get flus and colds. And even this time of year, then you'll be trying to avoid, you know, or help try and keep your immune system healthy. So the daily driver popped up on my Instagram and I can't remember who it was. I don't know, was it, was it a coach, some, some coach, S&C coach, is he Sportland or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, he always struck me as a kind of a no kind of bullshit type. He he was very, you know what I mean. He he's he's friendly with a couple of other guys I follow, like the rugby strength coach and Graham mm-hmm. Morris. These guys and they're very much no bullshit, you know, which which is good as well. But he shared it, and then I looked into it then a bit more, and I saw the the key message from you was simplicity, uh, and you don't need a massive amount of minerals and vitamins in a in a supplement. Um, and I started taking I started taking in January. Um, you know, I took it for January and February, March. Um, and one of the key things for me was, and this is only my experience, I didn't feel tired or run down as much. Um, mm. And as you said, I think a multivitamin is a kind of a safety blanket. It's not going to have you jumping down the stairs. But, you know, I did notice that I wasn't as tired. I wasn't as fatigued. And like a background, we've twin boys who are two as well. So we're fairly busy here at home. But mm. I did notice while I was taking a multivitamin, 
I was feeling I wasn't feeling as drained you know what I mean so that that's just a disclaimer I want to put out this isn't yeah. a sponsored ad or anything <laughs> but then when we were chatting over and back then I suppose I wanted you to come on the cure because um the message is simple uh, and I think I think it's it's a very genuine effort to create a multivitamin without kind of bullshit mm. um and I suppose that's one of the key things we wanted to get across here you know so that's I suppose leading on to a question my my disclaimer <laughs> my rant but what um what would you say to people, I suppose, who are who are heavily influenced on social media by, I suppose, maybe false advertising or, or misleading yeah. advertising for vitamins? What what should someone look out for in a good supplement or multivitamin? Yeah, well, I think you kind of answered the question yourself. And, you know, you saw Sam use it and you trust Sam's word and, um, you know, his background, no bullshit. And that's almost your first hurdle, right? And who's telling you about the product? And you know, in in the supplement industry and you know in, in the social media industry a lot of poor products are being pushed but then you look at the people that are pushing them they are they, they make a living from this they they work you know, to make the money um and not for the love of the product so with sam you know it wasn't a paid partnership right i just sent it to him and said let me know how you like it and, and he put it on his social media um and, and i think that's your first barometer but then secondly um, and specifically with products that you're putting in your body, right? Do the research. It, with us, it's easy. We use ten vitamins, so you can Google the ten vitamins and understand if the, if they they have some studies behind them. Um, but look at the reviews. There, there, like Trustpilot is is a great sort of neutral platform where you can understand customers' you know, feedback. Um, you mentioned the energy. That is the one thing we get all the time. Is you know, you feel more energetic, and it's not jumping down the stairs is i just feel less lethargic you know i i don't get that post-lunch you know snooze um which is great that's what a multivitamin should be a safety blanket so you have you sort of minimize the the, the negative experience in your day-to-day you're not gonna get a spike in in energy like a caffeine product so moving away a little bit from the supplement itself, what have been your learning points <laughs> from your first nearly year in business as a, as a young entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, I would say for anyone thinking about starting a business, you will learn more in that time than any other time in your life. So this, you know, just coming up to a year now, I've learned huge amounts. Um, and, and I guess the first one is is not most important, but just comes to mind is is language and, and how things are received. And, and this has been a great skill because I work full-time for a bank as well, right, on the side. Well, I work for the bank. I do Hackman on the side. Um, but the way people listen to words, you know, people are very selfish um, and they don't really care about you know, the 10 vitamins in the product or whatever product. They care about how it's going to make them feel, right? Um, and that, I took that into work. You know, I'm writing an email at work. First, first couple of lines is what's the impact of the person I'm writing to? You know, how is it going to affect them? So learning to communicate in a different way was really interesting for me. And I love that. And it's the same with all the emails I send now. You have to really think about, okay, what's in it for them? Like even the subject line, right? It needs to really resonate with them from, from the first word. So that's one I would say communication. Um, I would, I'm quite an emotional guy. So when, you know, things happen that are good. I really like to celebrate, but at the same time, like you saw on day one stories, uh, the, the, de- the negatives really got me down. And I think if you're running a startup, you have to minimize those. You have to be a lot more neutral because you're going to have highs um, and you're going to have lows. That's a guarantee. Um, so you have to manage your emotions a little bit more and, and just think of the bigger picture. Like, okay, uh, our website broke today, but you know, what's the bigger impact of that? Not much. 
um, you know, uh, it's fairly restricted in that sense. So yeah, definitely manage your emotions. And then I think perhaps the third one was it, it's a long-term play. Um, and, and like the best things, they are long-term plays. Um, and you really have to enjoy the process rather than the outcome. Yeah, I talked about this before, but, um, yeah, I do, I do powerlifting as well. And you do a 16 week prep before the meet. You're going to learn more in those 16 weeks training than you do on meet day because it's the tough times where you really learn a lot about yourself and, and how things work and how things don't work. So yeah, to really enjoy the process and take it for what it's worth. Just on that, on the highs and lows, can you, would you mind sharing maybe an obvious high, but I suppose some of the lows because they're the ones you you learn the most from. Yeah, sure. So it's it's actually really linked. So um, we bought sort of 500 bottles uh, of the multivitamin when we launched and uh, that was on a whim. That was just because it was the minimum order. So (laughs) it's the least amount I could do. Um, we actually sold out of those in six months, which I couldn't believe. It never, you know, I was, they had a two year shelf life and I was more than happy to go the two years with these. So to do it in six months was crazy. And that was sort of the biggest high, but that then followed the biggest low, which was we moved to a new supplier because the current, the first supplier or manufacturer I used when I went for the reorder, they gave me a 20 week lead time. Um, which was typical industry standard is 10 to 12 weeks. And, and that's really, I had about 10 weeks of stock left. So it's like, well, I can't go with 20 weeks. I, I, I can't be out of stock for 10 weeks. It's just, I'll lose all my momentum. So I switched supplier um, and they said they could do it in six weeks, um, which is, you know, I, again, I was learning, but I thought that's fantastic. Like, yeah, I definitely go with you guys. Um, didn't really do my due diligence. Six weeks came around and they weren't ready to do it. That's cool. I had four weeks of stock left, no problems. A month went by, they still couldn't do it. And then it ended up being three months later, I was out of stock and they went to do it and they did it wrong. And then, yeah. Yikes. And, and I, I, they sort of said, you can take it or we'll cancel the job. So I was, um, I said, I'm not going to take this product. I can't, I can't sell this. So I had to cancel the job. Um, so that's, so that was about two, two, one and a half months. I was out of stock at that point, but then I had to find a new supplier. Um, again, they were quoting me lead times. Um, and I finally found one and, uh, yeah. So about two, two months after they got me stock. So I was, I was out of stock for about three months total. Um, and as you can imagine selling out in six months, that massive high, then to go to zero was just like crushing. And then it was compounded because you can subscribe to our product. So all my subscribers were then like, where's the products? Uh, and then they started dropping off. Um, so it's really tough and you just feel powerless, right? You have no product. So what can I do? Like, you know, I can't, that, that we, we're a one product company and I didn't have any of the products. So it's, it's really difficult time. Um, but again, learn a huge amount, you know, do your due diligence, find someone you trust, but also trust your gut instincts. It, it just seemed too good to be true. And I didn't trust that. Uh, I, I was like, Oh yeah, that's fine. But actually I should have known that it was too good to be true. And, and, I found a different solution. How did you not give up at that stage? I mean, what kept you going? <laughs> so I, 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 I don't know. Um, I guess the fact that I am, once I start something is I, I really like to finish it. Um, so if I gave up at that point, it would, I would always look back on that time and like, what were you doing? Like all you had to do is get through those few months, occupy yourselves. And, and, and the great thing about being a startup is there's always something to work on. There's always something you can make better. Um, so I had to occupy myself. You know, we, we redid the website slightly. So I updated the copy, the images, 
Um, we improved the packaging. Uh, we did more email campaigns that I was designing. So, and then just building the social profiles as well. Um, so it, it was stuff to do, but it felt like the, the main piece to the puzzle was, was absent and it was really tough, but to be fair, you know, I have some really good people around me. Um, and you know, they're always you know, keeping me, telling me to keep going. That's just a setback. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I listen to a lot of other podcasts and the one common thing you hear on these podcasts is, um, you will think of quitting, but don't. Um, and that was really important to me. And, and like I said, trust the journey. I'm more than happy to go two years and not sell a lot of product because I'm learning so much and it's a slow burner. I'm not expecting an overnight win. How do you, um, so when you're talking about suppliers, how do you find, I suppose, work and trust um, a supplier? Because, like, I presume, you know, as we know from drugs and stuff, like the, the vitamins are all probably easy to make, they're probably cheapish to make. So how do you know that the supplier that you're working with is, I suppose, trustworthy and then, you know, putting what you're looking for into the capsule? Is that yeah. difficult? Um, so... Yes and no. I think so. Most most of the manufacturers abide by the, um, the the sort of safety regulations that you have to when you're producing manufacturing. There's there's two specific ones, um, sort of the ISO and uh, the other one. I can't I can't remember the name right now. But essentially, if they don't meet those, they definitely can't work with them. So that's the first thing. That's the easy part. The, the complicated part is how can you trust them? Like like I say, like, how do I know they're not going to turn around on on day of delivery and say actually, you know what, we can't do these. Um, that's, that's what I'm, if I'm honest, I'm still trying to figure out, um, you know, the first time we, we did the vitamins, I went with the biggest supplier in the country who did my protein. Um, so I had a lot of confidence that they would deliver. The next guys we went with were a lot smaller, um, and had less sort of brands that they worked with, but they could do it a lot quicker for me. Um, in hindsight with, with a product, if you're, if you have one product and it is in the, you know, sort of the consumable space, I think what I've learned is you probably have to trust reputation a little bit more. Um, and yes, they might be slightly slower, but you know, speed isn't your highest priority and it shouldn't be. So I'll just order earlier next time. How did you come up with the name Hackamont for the company? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could say it, but I hope they won't come after me, but I'm a huge fan of the New Zealand rugby team. Um, oh, yeah. you know, Same I'm, here. Yeah. 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 So like I, I watch England rugby, but I wouldn't, I don't follow club rugby. I'm not like a diehard fan. But I always or tried to watch the New Zealand games because mm. um, you know, their population is three or four million, right? And they're like one of the best sports team you'll ever find, it, going back decades now. And it's just fascinating to me how they can be so good with such a small population. Um, so that's the inspiration behind the hacker part. It's obviously, the hacker is their pre-game ritual. I find it, it's, it's just amazing to watch. But that's the hacker part. So the New Zealand rugby team is sort of being the best of the best and really pushing yourself. And then the mount is mountain. So it's you know, every sort of person has their own mountain that they're climbing, their own journey. Um, so I wanted to sort of push the two together. So, yeah, being um, sort of best that you can on your journey, you know, really setting yourself high standards. That was what I said. That's great. Yeah, do you know, it's, um, <laughs> it wasn't actually the first, the first choice. I had a few others. I remember writing them all down on a page. But I was um, obsessed that it had to be available on Instagram. Um, I didn't want to have like a, <laughs> but for some reason, I, I really didn't want to hack amount of supplements as the Instagram sort of handle. Um, yeah, no, not a problem to have that, I've realized, but that was the one criteria. So I had loads of good names. I just couldn't use them because it, it was already taken. 
Very good. Uh, tell me, who are your role models? Who are the people that inspired you uh, along your, your yeah, journey? Um, cliche, well, not, not so cliche, but I, it's, it's my granddad, I would say. Is, so I, was, I moved in with my granddad when I was seven years old. Um, so my, my nan passed away when I was seven. Um, and we were, us three were super close. I would I'd sort of live there on the weekends, on Friday and Saturday night, spent loads of time with them. Um, and obviously when my nan passed, it was, it was really difficult for him, especially because he'd been with her since he was 21. He had no idea how to cook or clean. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, his rock was taken away. So, so for some reason I moved in when I was seven and it was really us against the world for the next sort of 11, 12 years. Um, <laughs> we lived off a diet of like Chinese's and Red Bulls for, until I was like 15, right? Because I had knew nothing about nutrition at this point and neither did he. And then as I got older, I sort of started doing the cooking and the cleaning. We were eating proper food and he just taught me so much. You know, the, the reason I'm never late for a, a meeting or you know an event is because he would pick me up for football practice and he would be there 15 minutes before training every time. And I would see his lights in the car. Um, and, you know, he just taught me so much of hard work and you know, believing in yourself. Um, so definitely my granddad. Fair play, yeah. That's, um, that's great. It's great to, because the run the mill role models, I suppose, as people, you know, or Steve Jobs or someone, but it's great to have someone that you have that, I suppose, family connection to and that lifts such a... Um, such a such a lasting impression on you, but from what you described, he was a man of values and principles that you seem to have picked up on and and have them as for yourself. So yeah, um, yeah, for good or bad, pretty stubborn, but it's it's definitely all from him. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, what's next for for Hackamount? I I follow you closely on Instagram. I see you're you're thinking of another product. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, really, I, I want to grow the brand, right? Um, and I'm trying to explore ways to do that. Uh, long term, obviously, I, I want to quit the job at some point and, and go go back out full time. If it's not this year, no problem. If it's not in two or three years, no problem. So I'm, I'm in no rush. But um, so really, it's how can I grow the brand but continue to solve a customer problem or really add value to their sort of daily life? So like you say, the way we want to do that in the short term is a, is a second product. Um, and again, it's it's a pre-workout. Um, but I'm actually, I'm a skeptical of supplements. Uh, it sounds odd, owning a supplement brand. Just don't let me down when I brought you on here now <laughs> to take on, Con. <laughs> yeah, but the, the reason, yeah, yeah, the, the, the whole reason I'm a skeptical is because it's, it's so heavily marketing in the industry. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't like that approach and less is more like, like we talked about. But the second product is a pre-workout, which is probably one of the most marketed um, products around and it's filled with loads of, of stuff that your body doesn't need but also um, isn't actually sustainable in my eyes and I don't want to be taking two or three hundred megs of caffeine every day in one product it's just way too much for me and I don't want my skin to tingle um, I don't understand that obsession so what we've tried to produce is a, is a lower caffeine alternative so it has the same amount of caffeine as a cup of tea so you might feel a little bit, a bit of a buzz, but you're not going to be, you know, rushing like a, a super energy drink. And obviously you won't have the, the caffeine crash. But then also I've removed all of the skin tingling things um, and in, increased the dosages of, of sort of L-citrulline, which is, is great for muscle function and blood flow. Um, so the proven ingredients that give you a better workout and make it more enjoyable for you and you can hit your goals quicker, but it doesn't have the associated side effects of a lot of pre-workouts, which is that high rush, high crash skin tingling obsession I, i'm not interested in that so yeah low caffeine pre-workout hopefully in the next couple of months i think i'm going to try that yeah i must say um 
So Josh, in the year since you've set up uh, your company, uh, are you healthier now than you were before or is it the other way around? Um, do you know what? I, I actually am. I'm not sure if it's because I had a multivispin brand, but um, obviously with the powerlifting stuff, um, you know, calories was a huge thing for me because uh, I wanted to get heavy as I could obviously to move the most weight. Um, and I was eating a lot of meat and rice. Um, that's just my preferred method because I needed to eat so much and I don't have a huge appetite as it is, I, vegetables were just taking up too much space. Um, so most of it is great for me at the time because it covered, it was a safety blanket. It's not best practice, but I'd rather have that than nothing. But moving on, my goals have changed slightly. And rather than being as heavy as I can and lifting as much as I can, it's probably a much more sustainable approach to fitness. So at a body weight I'm comfortable at, you know, more cardio, some more running or boxing or whatever. Um, but that's meant I'm not forcing the food down. So my, you know, yeah, I have veg in every meal now pretty much. So I guess now I'm actually talking out loud. I have, but I'm sort of subconsciously. So I'm, I'm moving away from powerlifting. Perhaps I'm doing more functional fitness. My, I can move my body a lot more easily, but as a byproduct of that, I'm consuming more vegetables. Yeah. So in short, yes, I guess it has. What do you do then to unwind? Like you're obviously very, very busy. You have a day, you've, as you mentioned, you have a day job with, with the bank and you're running a supplement company, which is now a year old, which seems to be going very well. Um, so, so how do you, how do you cope and manage, I suppose, with the stresses? What, what else would you do better exercises or? Yeah. I, so I would say, yeah, yeah, the biggest one is going to the gym or running. Um, yeah, it's the 30 minutes to an hour of your day that you can just zone out. Um, if I'm honest, I'm still figuring out, uh, working full time and running a business is, you know, I've been doing it for a year, but that still feels very new. Um, so I know for a fact after we finish this podcast, I'll, I'll continue to do work until sort of nine or 10 o'clock. And I don't mind that because I working on your own brand, you don't feel like it's work. Um, and I've, I've referenced on our socials, like I've been on a few holidays over the last month or two and they were really needed. Um, you know, I took my laptop abroad with me, but I didn't really use it. Um, and it was, it was great. I needed to sort of take a time out, but I think what I'm trying to move towards is not needing a holiday to do that. You know, I, I shouldn't need seven days to sort of recharge. I, sh I should need a more sustainable approach, but you know, <laughs> when you really are passionate about something, you want to improve it every day. So that's the obsession with working on it is because, I know there's still stuff to do. I know there's still opportunities there to capitalize on. So I want to do it now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have the answer, right? It's, it's um, as much as you can do. I, I'm fine with working long hours. Um, that's never been a problem for me. So whilst yeah, I can work through the night tonight, you know, in three months from now, I'll probably feel a bit burnt out, which is the problem I'm trying to solve. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's different and you have to listen to your body first and foremost. If you are feeling run down, you're getting ill. Like that's a great sign that you're, you're burnt out. So you have to hang. Uh, speaking of stress now, uh, <laughs> has Brexit caused many issues for you? Um, yes and no. Um, so I try and do everything in the UK anyway, in terms of manufacturing. Um, so that hasn't been impacted, but things like shipping is difficult. So I know, like, for example, shipping to Ireland, it costs us like 10 pounds. Um, uh, shipping to the US is, is just out of the question right now because of all the legislation. So it's definitely reduced the market size. But at the same time, really, I should be conquering the UK market before we go abroad anyway. Um, so whilst it has, it also hasn't. Um, so Brexit hasn't been a driver of stress, but owning your own business is definitely stressful by nature. <laughs> 
what would be your um, top tips for our listeners? If there's somebody out there who's thinking about trying to get a project off the ground and uh, is is needing that extra push, what what tips yeah, would you give? Uh, so if you asked me a few yeah. months ago, I would have said just do it because um, what's the worst going to happen? Actually, I, I have changed my approach slightly over the last few months and, and I think just the way that a lot of industries are moving now, it's about having an audience um, and someone that will listen to you and you know, people that you can reach out to fairly easily, uh, whether that's on social media or in person. So with that in mind, you, know, you, you can just start a, show, a social media account for a few months, put out the type of content that your product would relate to and see what sort of traction you're getting, see if there is in, enthusiastic people out there interested about your product or your ideas. And you can you can get a feel for that by then. Like, okay, I'm start a social media account about multivitamins, but if people are engaging in a the conversation, then there's something there, and, and that that should give you a lot more confidence. Therefore, you're not just starting up with no no basis. You've got a little bit of backing there and a little bit of confidence. But then it becomes to so just do it. Um, you should have seen the website we launched with. I did it myself, and it was horrendous. It was all black because I thought that was really cool. Um, and it was totally useless. And I, I realized all black websites are actually really bad for com- converting customers now. But, um, you know, it didn't matter, right? We sold products, we, we got live, and then you start learning. So you have to get going to start learning. You should have heard our first yeah. podcast episode. Right. <laughs> we had no microphone. I sounded like I was in yeah. the is, of is it still public? Can I go and listen to it? Oh, you can, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're actually yeah. thinking about taking it down. <laughs> It was like, done entirely, journey, right? yeah. yeah, it was done entirely over Zoom. We no headphones, we no microphone, and uh, dodgy Wi-Fi. But look, we were similar enough. I'm actually thinking of ourselves, Con, as well. Like we were similar enough. We we debated about doing a podcast for several months. You know what I mean? Before doing it, we debated the name. To Jesus, there's I'd say. Oh, that took so long. There's three or four A <laughs> four pages of WhatsApp messages over and back with different names. You know what I mean? That, that, how, how, why did you land on the cure? Uh, <laughs> we just felt it had so many meanings, you know, the cure, you know, um, uh, and it's kind of um, it's kind of tongue in cheek, you know, because we know that we're not going to fix everything that's wrong in people's mm. lives, you know, uh, but we're trying to do the little fixes, you know, the little things that make a difference. But uh, Dinny was great because Dinny just said, let's just yeah. do this. You know, he said, let's record the first episode and we just he, he put it out. Actually, it was supposed to be a practice <laughs> one. And then he just released it <laughs> against my consent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same thing, right? Like, obviously, Joe Rogan is the classic example, but he's awesome at what he does. But how many hours has he put into these sort of things? Like, he's great with his foot. Like, he's commentator. He does a podcast. He does stand up. Um, he's put in serious hours to get where he is. And it's the same for anyone else. It's time on the seat. You know, how many hours are you doing? Um, you know, how much time have you spent you know, mastering your craft? And it's the same. Podcasting is a great example of that. Oh, it is, yeah. And even the learnings we have from it are massive, like even in terms of communication, uh, even just listening. Do you know what I mean? I would have found like as we were starting and we'd guess on, we were nearly trying to force questions in that maybe might have been relevant. Where mm-hmm. then we, when we just ease off and just run as a chat, it seemed to flow much better. And our, our guests were, were nearly more open with us and warmer because we weren't trying to, you know, raid information out of them or divulge them for too much. So I know it, 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 there's been great learning in it from us, but you hit the nail in the head. You have to give time to it. But um, you're you're our first guest off season two. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we hope it'll it'll go down as a big hit. But um, I had another question for you as well. Just um, I suppose you've had to really jump into social media, and we had, we did a podcast as well with um, with someone with a great guest um, talking about social media influencers. I suppose while you're running a business. 
and you're an entrepreneur and a businessman, but you also probably see that you're also probably some sort of, of an influencer as well to a degree through social interaction. I suppose, what are the learnings there for you from that, from running the business to then being the face on Instagram and, and doing lives and doing, doing everything, doing reels and, and advertising on that? Where do you see that space moving to? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And, and to be honest, I'm not very comfortable with it. Like, it, you know, even on my personal profile, I've never really been a big poster. Um, so then to do a 180 and especially at the start, I thought social media was, was everything. So I had to put all my eggs in that basket. Um, and yeah, like you say, I, I mean, a lot of the photos now I'm on the stories because obviously I run the account. Um, and it's difficult. I, I'd say it going back to the communication piece and you know, people are selfish. They want to know how it impacts them. It's no different in social media, really. Like, especially in that influencer world, pe- people are looking out for themselves. And that is it's really because, yeah, for a lot of people, that's their income. So, you know, if I've, I've sent loads of multivitamins to people and they've never put it on their social media and you, you, I, there's no point getting annoyed at that. That's just part of the part of the game. Um, it's, they're not obliged to put it up and it's completely up to them, right? It's their platform. It's their audience. So, um, I think you yeah, just have to, un, you know, it, it took me a while, but you have to understand that it's not a personal attack on you or the brand. It's just their, their choice and their right, you know, in terms of what they can do. Um, I think the, the, the social media industry is really changing in front of our eyes, actually, because over the last few years, maybe before, the year before last, the influencer market was, okay, what partnerships can I get with what brands and what could I push to, to put people? Um, whereas now it's build a big audience, launch your own brand. Um, so we're seeing a lot of influencers launching their own brands. There are companies that are specializing in launching brands for influencers. Um, and that's really sort of the new wave and goes back to the, what would I tell someone who wants to start a business? It was try and build an audience. Um, you know, even if it's a few hundred people, see if you can do it. Um, because that is a key to today. Um, and it's, yeah, social media is a hard slog. You have to be super consistent. And so I think we've fallen short of sometimes. Um, but yeah, it is definitely, yeah, if you look at a lot of influencers, you'll see their follow account. It, it's like a flat line and then overnight it will spike. But that spike usually happens after a few years because they've spent the hours. They've put in the hundreds of posts mastering how to speak to people, how to convey value. And then, you know, at some point they'll, they'll hit the jackpot. Um, so, yeah, you have to be prepared to play the long game. Oh God, it sounds, it sounds so difficult. It is, yeah. <laughs> You know, there's no there's no time when you're off duty, is there? You're you need to be on. Yeah, all the time. it's it's interesting. So I was, when I was in Spain a couple of months ago, we we met an influencer out there. Just we were sitting next to them in the restaurant, and we actually became really good friends with them. Um, but she was saying, you know, there are there are no off days. Um, it's, you know, if your if your primary income is social media influencing, there are no off days. Um, Sundays you're putting stories out, you're doing Q and As with your audience, um, and for me. I, that is tough because like going how not to burn out working all hours of the day, thinking about what's posted on social media and being present on social media is, is a slog and it does take a lot out of you. Um, and actually over the last few months, I've deprioritized that slightly. Um, so we're still active on social media. We still engage with our audience, but yeah, if I don't put out a story for a day, I'm not going to beat myself up about it anymore um, because I appreciate it. I have to, I can't do everything. Mm. There's also the risk as well that with influencers like that, once they open the door um, to their lives and their personal lives, it's very, very difficult to close it. Like if you are posting every day, as you know, and you are doing stories every day, the day then or the two days you don't, there's 
well, where, where's Josh? Where's Hackamont? Where's the daily driver? Why aren't they appearing? Do you know? And I, I do feel sorry for influencers as well. Well, I don't have sympathy for other parts, but I do feel sorry for that part of their life then that they are living is to live the life on social media as opposed to live their real life, which is very difficult. Yeah. And, and yeah, for, for some reason, people think if, you know, you follow an influencer, you therefore have a right to comment whatever you like, right? Positive or negative. Um, and it, because influencers do open up their lives, like, you know, they're on social media every day. You, you know what they're doing, their habits. So if they step out of line or do something that you disagree with, then you get a barrage of, of comments, uh, you know, and being like, yeah, pe- these, uh, they're real people. Um, you know, they take comments exactly the same as we all do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very tough. Obviously there are, there are tremendous benefits to being an influencer and the lifestyle you can live, but it comes with you know, a lot of negative barrages as well. Josh, can I ask you, is your granddad yeah, still yeah. around? Yeah, he's um, ill, yeah. but he, he's, he's still knocking about. Yeah, I saw him a few weeks ago. He must be pretty proud yeah, of you. I was, well, yeah, I guess he is. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a tricky one because he's not a very emotional person. And, and, and you know, I, although I am a highly emotional person, I've try, I try not to be. Um, so I, I'm sure he is, but we, we it's hard for him to understand because he, he doesn't understand what e-commerce is, right? He doesn't understand what selling online is. He was a taxi driver. Um, so he, all he knows is taking people from A to B and doing a job. Um, but yeah, he, he's, yeah. I mean, I work for a bank in London. I have my own business. So I'm, I'm doing the things that he would be happy about. Yeah, for sure. Is he taking a multivitamin? No, no, he doesn't take it. <laughs> he didn't even buy it. <laughs> Did he not? No, it's more no, no, it's be fine. I said it all for free to my family. So. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, Colin, anything else? I think I think that was a great chat. I, I'm not. I don't think I have any other questions. I think we covered a lot now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it, it's a great story, Josh. And thank you so much for for uh, sharing your experience and your insights with us. You know, um, uh, it's just it's quite uh, inspirational and um, makes me feel uh, even older. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, look, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure I've loved it so thanks for having me yeah no no thanks a million Josh because um, I said this to you anyway like I, I, I like the fact that there is a genuineness to you and to the brand and that you're not telling everyone that it's essential that you have to take a multivitamin yeah, as you said it's a safety blanket you know if you're feeling underweight or whatever but it's the balanced diet first and it's all the proper things first so there's not enough of that in, in the industry that you're in which is quite a tough fickle industry to be honest because um you know as you know a social uh, an influencer with a million followers if they say something is brilliant everyone just falls into into line but it's great to see someone who's genuine who's um trying to swim through all the bullshit <laughs> no i appreciate that yeah that, that's what we're trying to do and hopefully it works so now i appreciate that great listen thanks a million for joining us josh uh where can everybody find you online yeah sure so <laughs> Um, yeah, it's all at Hackamount. So the, the one caveat of our name selection, it has to be available on all social medias. So Instagram primarily. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're on Twitter, but not as active. But yeah, Instagram's the main place. Mm. I, I might come back to you. I'm looking for someone to manage our social media. Con is doing it, but he's not doing a great job. I can find you someone. I, I definitely can't. Yeah. <laughs> I have I, I my day job is also slightly busy. God, if you've got time to do a podcast, you've got time to manage some social media accounts. Exactly. Good man, Josh. Listen, take care and thanks for chatting to us on the cure. All right, man. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Con. Are you I'm gonna phrase this appropriately, are you considering the benefits of taking a multivision?
Um, I am uh, considering the benefits of taking a pre-workout supplement. What do you need a pre-workout for? For my intensive workouts. <laughs> you don't need a pre-workout. You should see. You should see the crowd that that that, that work out with me. They said I'm the top of the class. The top of the class. I give yeah. it socks. From, yeah. Or when it, when the whistle goes, I give it socks. Yeah. Do you know why? Because you're taking creatine and it's having a performance-enhancing uh, <laughs> outcome for you. That's why. Are, you know, they, are they only saying this lately, Con? Like in the last six, twelve months? I, I think they've always been quietly impressed, but they've, right. you know, they've been They're, more vocal. They've been more vocal recently. They've seen a, they've seen a difference, a noticeable difference, like as if you're they taking say, something. They say the burpees are on fire. Right, right. I hope it's only the burpees on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, maybe vitamin D. Yeah, maybe I would think about vitamin D as a uh, you know, seeing as I tell uh, a lot of the people who come to see me to take vitamin D, maybe I should. Yeah, but the, the, the daily driver is. Very suitable for someone like you who lives a very, very busy um, lifestyle, uh, well, work. Do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. who's very, very busy, on the go. Um, and like Colin Spade mightn't get the time or have the have the time to sit down and have something healthy for lunch and for breakfast and for dinner. Do you know what I mean? What, yeah. did, you, what did you eat before we started tonight? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was eating um, a box of ramen <laughs> before we started. And what, and what is ramen for us non-cork people? <laughs> ramen is Asian street food. It's Asian right. street food. It was, but it was a it was a healthy. It was a beef stir fry. It was very nice actually. It definitely um, wasn't greyhound like. It definitely wasn't greyhound. It's a it's a really nice actually. It's a really nice uh, cork mm. business, uh, and they do beautiful food. And um, was it balanced? Did you did you get a lot of vegetables in that? Yeah, there was pineapple, there was broccoli, there was onion, there was sambal. Was there a lot of, was there like at least three fistfuls of leafy greens where you get adequate amount of magnesium from? There was spinach, yeah, there was spinach. <laughs> no, there was. <laughs> it was pure rice and <laughs> chewy beef. <laughs> so, um, but in general, we do try to have a, a very balanced diet, you know. Uh, you know, I have learned from season one, Diddy, I have learned, so. You see, uh, you're, 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 you're just, you're, you're, you're walking yourself into this lovely argument slash debate that is just, so you just said there, we're trying to live, uh, get a balanced diet. So as Josh, the wonderful Josh just said, this is a beautiful safety blanket for you to have. It's like insurance. <laughs> it's there. You don't know it's there, but when you need it, you know you have it. And I, I think you should take the, um, a good multivitamin. As a friend to friend, I want to see you living your best life. But Shudini, you have about 15 safety blankets. You're coming have, down yeah. with safety blankets. Yeah. <laughs> with all the different things you're taking. You could never eat again. Just take I, all the supplements that are on your, on your desk. 100%. I am, I am in the prime of my life. <laughs> <laughs> It's working anyway. It's working anyway. Yeah. But, no, I, I I enjoyed the chat. I I loved hearing his story, uh, and um, it was really nice when he talked about his um, his role model being his granddad as well. Mm. I thought that was a, a a lovely touch, and you know, it's it's a it's nice talking to somebody who is so young and has things figured out because um, uh, it's it's pretty inspiring. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, inspiring. You you could you could really tell from him that he had a very strong influence like that in his life from his family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. very he's very grounded. Um he's very confident, you know what I mean, and he's he's willing to try things and he's willing to learn. Um that that all in itself then is wrapped up in an open mindset. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's he's not telling you that the daily driver is the bee's knees, it's gonna fix all your problems. He's not promoting everybody take um a multivitamin. He's just simply putting putting us good messages out there about the advantages of 
maybe taking it. And I suppose from the other side as well about starting a business, which is fascinating. You know, you, we've heard a lot of success stories um, at home, locally, in all the media outlets about people who started different things throughout COVID. And what COVID, I think, really did was open people's eyes to what are their passions. And, and Josh spoke about his purpose, and I think he's going to have to find an adhere with Hackamount that this is, isn't just a business. This, this, this is um, it's a way of life for him, and it's very, very important to him. Yeah, um, you know, hats off to all those people who started businesses during the kind of the upheavals of the year and a half or podcasts. Yes. You know, it is a, a it is uh, amazing to see in the midst of all this chaos. You know that people really uh, evaluated where they were at and uh, kind of committed to something that they believed in. You know, mm. yeah, like, like you and your kefir. I noticed you took it on holidays, with you? I did. I took it on holidays with me and um, nurtured it. Um, it's still going strong. We have a, a, a glass of kefir every night now, you know. Um, we've, nick- we've nicknamed it Kiefer Sutherland, uh, our particular <laughs> culture. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's working brilliantly and Maeve is addicted to it as well. Which, fella, um, which, which actor is Kiefer Sutherland? Which one is he? Glenn 24? Yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth, goes down easy. <laughs> tickles tickles Polished. you Polished. Polished. yeah yeah never in a rush <laughs> <laughs> and actually uh diddy i you'd be i've been i've started getting some kombucha in the english market in cork as well uh there's a lovely um stall there um oh god i can't remember the name i'm very sorry but uh she does uh refillable glass bottles of kombucha so you can fill your glass bottle and then you can bring it back the following week and uh she'll give you 50 cents off and she'll fill it up again for you same. I'm yeah. my our guy here in Kenny is called George, uh, yeah. and it's the fermentary. I think it's called the play yeah. on words or fermenting fermentary, uh, or it could be the fermentary. Um, <laughs> same. I go I go through two glass bottles of kombucha week. Yeah, very good, amazing. Very good. But they've yeah. all lovely different flavors. Like yeah. um, this week, what is it? Honeysuckle and oh yeah, something else. Oh, I don't know. I just saw honeysuckle. I was like, that sounds delicious. Give it to me. And yeah. ras- raspberry and apple mint is another one. But yeah. he, was tell- he was telling me, like, he's like, do you know the, the, the kind of background behind it and the tea? And um, oh, I was amazing. It's amazing. But I yeah. definitely feel better drinking it. I actually feel sometimes if I have a slightly upset stomach after maybe something I ate, uh, a glass of proper kombucha sorts, sorts me out. I feel a lot better. It's difficult. Are you feeling better because of the kombucha or because of the multivitamin you're taking? Uh, you know, you're, you're taking so many things that, that you're feeling better on. It's hard all, to tease that. All, ba- all bases are covered. <laughs> well, look, it is great to be back. It's great to reignite the debate. Uh, and, uh, and the friendship, Con. It's the friendship. And the friendship. <laughs> yeah. We are friends uh, behind the burpees. And the burpees. And the burpees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. And um, I said some some great shows to look forward to. And we're going to be busy recording for the next couple of weeks. Um and we're really looking forward to it. And so hopefully we'll have more great shows. And uh, as always, if anybody wants to get in touch, uh, Con, they can do so where? Uh, they can. Oh, it's been a while since I've said this. At Cure Podcast on Instagram, at Cure Podcast on Twitter, or they can email us curepodcast at gmail.com. Come on. Ah, brilliant. Just like riding a bike. <laughs> The memory is sharp. The memory is sharp. Creatine, creatine has great, there you go. have great cognitive um, uh, neuroprotective function as well for the brain. So, so yeah. I, I just think you're glowing. I think since you started taking, I think you look amazing. You look, you only look about 41 now. You know, I don't want to say anything, Master. You are very stressed, but you, you, fair play. Thanks, dude. I appreciate okay. it.
Okay. Go on, go on do, you want, do you want to do your little... Uh, I can't remember what we say at the end of the programme now, but... Uh, well, I, I normally say goodbye, do you normally say peace out? Peace out.